Hello and welcome to episode three of the Beauty, Brains and the Bag podcast with Powerful Princess. My name is Princess Agumbiade and I am your host. Today, I'll be speaking to you about the power of your mind and how you can use the mind power to create your dream life. I will start by telling you a story that has oftentimes been told to me, but I never really understood the lesson about the power of the mind here until recently. So this story is oftentimes told to to learn about perseverance, resilience, but really there's actually another hidden lesson in this story. This is a story about three feet from gold. There were three miners, they were mining or a bit of land that was said to have gold underneath the feet and they kept tilling, tilling, tilling and they got tired because they had been tilling for weeks and you know months and they hadn't found any gold. So they concluded that that land was barren and had no gold in it. So they left it. And there happened to be another poor you know a miner around who saw that this Mine was this mine, it was abandoned and decided to till that same mine. And when he started tilling the, the mine, he also didn't find any gold. But he did one thing that the others did not do. He went to meet people who um who can tell, you know, what's happening in the land in the soil. I don't know what they're called at this point, but basically he went to consult someone else who had more information about you know this than he did and upon consultation they found out that there's actually gold in that mine in just about three feet from where they had dug to so well they went ahead and dug the gold and that's how this young man became so wealthy because he had a different thoughts from the other guys that had previously mined this land it probably sounds like, I mean, it was probably a stroke of luck, but I want you to pay attention to something. The first three guys that were mining the land, they had the thoughts that the land was barren. While this other guy had the thoughts that there was a possibility of gold being in that land, and so he needed to seek an expert opinion. The underlining message here is thoughts. I have another story for you. This one this time is about the man called Steven Spielberg, whom a lot of you guys might know now as the billionaire movie director who directed movies like Jurassic Park and some other of your favorite movies. Now, this man at some point was nobody. And I think he was on a tour bus or something. And the tour bus stopped at uh, the center of, the city and people came down to just you know admire the city so he came down like everyone else but you know he wandered a bit <laughs> um for them i think they were at universal studio building and they were just supposed to admire the building from outside but this young man very very curious found his way to banter with the security guards and found his way inside the building and he explored the length and breadth of this building then the next day he came to this building, dressed in a suit, carrying a briefcase, 
He explored the building again. The third day, the fourth day, he kept going every day, dressed as though he was one of the students on internship, right? And he kept meeting with people. He would meet the producers, the directors. He would form relationships with them. And someday, he got the opportunity to present one of his short stories or movies to, I think, a producer. And that one saw this and he was quite impressed. And that is how he got his first opportunity to work in Universal. He was offered a contract, basically, to work in Universal Studios. And that is how this young man, who has now today become a billionaire producer, was born. So you see, this man had one thing that everyone else on that bus didn't have. And that was a burning desire to achieve something. His mind was so fixated on creating something out of his current nothing at the point he had nothing but he had a mind fixated on creating something so he had a thought and that is what we're speaking about today thoughts are things your thoughts has the potential to create or destroy you know because all physical reality is created through energy even your thoughts And so your thoughts can greatly affect your life. So then, isn't it crazy how we go through life completely ignoring our thoughts and allowing our mind to roam free without paying attention to the kind of thoughts that we allow into our minds? So now I want you to see how the people, what are the manners in the story I told earlier, how they have their mind set on they had a failure consciousness but i want you now to look at that critically and start to change your thoughts from failure consciousness to success consciousness let the ideal self or the ideal image that you have of yourself let that dominate your thoughts let your thoughts be dominated by the by the things that you want to see and not by the things that you don't want to see so focus on the on the positive thoughts and suppress the negative thoughts the picture you have of yourself in your mind of the person you want to become are you determined enough are you willing to try hard enough to become her no matter what happens because you see um talking about thoughts it might sound to you like oh so all i have to do is just to think differently and all of a sudden i'll just have a new life up here but It doesn't exactly work that way, although it does work that way. You know, a new life is, yes, it's a new mind. And in order to change your life, you must first change the way that you think. And yes, the internal does control the external. However, there is something that you need to do in order to really get into your mind. And this is you need to activate what we call a burning desire. Everyone has thoughts. Everyone is going to think good thoughts, thoughts of success and thoughts of prosperity and thoughts of wealth. But not everyone can really keep a burning desire for success in their hearts. And this is exactly what is going to distinguish the people who are going to eventually be able to use the mind formula to change their lives and those who will just hear about it today 
and never think about it tomorrow. Let me tell you guys a little story. So there was this soldier and he he has a a troop, a battalion, and he was supposed to lead them to war. But he realized that the people he was going to fight a war against, they had an even larger army and they had more ammunition and they had they basically outnumbered them. And he thought this might not be to my advantage. But you see what he did? He led his team, his army, across the sea, right? And the moment they had crossed to the war front, he ordered all the ships to be burned. And he told his army, when they got to the battleground, he said, all the ships have been burned. So that means that if we want to leave this place alive, we must win this battle. And guess what they did? Day one. So I want you to apply this same principle to your life. I want you to burn all the ships in your life and leave yourself with no choice but to win. Let your ships be burned so that your burning desire to succeed will be heightened. A lot of times because we create the safety net in our minds, we kind of always feel like, oh yeah, there's something to fall back to. And so that does not help, does not do anything to help for our desire level. But when it feels like this is between the devil and the deep blue sea, your desire to win will be heightened. So I want you to apply this same, this same principle to becoming who you want to become. Desire is the starting point of all achievements. You know, everyone wishes, but not everyone has the burning desire. So how can you create a burning desire? So these are how you can direct a burning desire into reality. Number one, fix your mind on a goal. Decide what exactly it is that you want your reality to be. And we already spoke about your ideal self, which is your aspiration. So that should be your goal. Number two, decide on what you want to give back. Sacrifices. Nothing goes for nothing. So you have to sacrifice something to get what you want. So are you cutting out some of your social media time to be able to become your dream self? Number three, establish a date to have it done by. Remember when we mentioned a goal without a date is a wish in episode two. If you've not watched it, you need to go back and watch it because it's very, very informative as well. So you need to have a date that you want to have your goal done by. Number four, you need to set an actionable plan on how you want to go about achieving it. Number five, you need to write on paper this goal that you have set and the sacrifice that you are making. Number six, read out this your new statement to yourself at least twice every day and as you're reading it make sure that you see it you feel it and that you believe you picture yourself already in that position so imagine that you have already achieved that goal so you should be reading this thing as though it has already happened to you remember how i taught you how to write your goals in an affirmative style i am so happy and grateful now that I am, I have earned a million dollars in income by December 31st, 2024. So I have already assumed that I have 
earned the money. So I am writing that goal in an affirmative style. So I can picture myself a million dollars richer in my head. Now, one thing that desire also does is that it pushes you out of your comfort zone. When you're reading this statement to yourself twice every day, you can no longer be the person that you used to be because something in you will be activated. The way that you would start to behave will no longer be the way you used to behave before. Now, I have another very interesting story for you. I know it's so many story times today and I'm loving it. This story is about a man called Napoleon Hill. Actually about his son, Colin Blair. He bore his son and this boy had no physical sign of you know, ears. And so it was obviously communicated to the parents that this child might never be able to speak or hear. And Napoleon, in his mind, immediately rejected that declaration. And he made it his burning desire to make sure that his son will be able to speak and hear. And as soon as the boy started to grow into maturity, he made it his desire to communicate his own burning desire to his son so that his son can now have that burning desire to also be able to hear and speak. Well, the boy went through school, not special schools, normal school everybody else goes to. And I, he, I think he ends up in university, University of West Virginia, if I remember correctly. And this young man, he encountered like a, a, a hearing device First one he tried never worked, but because of the burning desire, he was still open to try. He knew that as soon as he knew that someday he will hear and speak. Now um, another company made a special hearing device for him, and this time he was able to hear clearly for the first time in his entire life. He calls his mom, hears her voice, happy cries, and then he now dedicates his life to working with this air. Um, this hearing aid company to spread awareness to other people who are born with hearing impediments, right? So that they can also be able to experience hearing. So he not only he, he spread the word to them, he also spread the message of hope and of never giving up to them. So now this brings me to a point where Napoleon says something very interesting at this point. So he said, and he's always said to his son, every adversity brings with it an equal amount of advantage. So think about what you think is an adversity in your life right now. And think about how much advantage that could bring you if only you turn your mind from seeing it as an adversity, but rather seeing it as an advantage. I'll tell you about a personal story. When I was about the age of 9, 10, I started stuttering. Maybe 10, 11. Right. And this stutter was very bad. I went from being a very bubbly, outspoken kid to one who never wanted to speak in any public gathering because I was in secondary school, a boarding school. And, you know, kids that age can be very mean. So, of course, I was bullied. Of course, I was taunted for the way I was speaking. And I just didn't want to ever speak. I just wanted to just keep quiet and just be in my bubble. So somehow I withdrew to my shell. But guess what this did to me? I'd always loved reading, but now this heightened my my resolve or my desire to study or to read. 
And I started reading the dictionary. I started reading a lot more novels. I started consuming a lot more information whenever I was home on vacation. I will be in cyber cafes because then we didn't have like the mobile devices. I'll be there researching and learning. So basically this disadvantage, right, or this adversity of speaking that I had at the point created a burning desire in me to want to increase my level of knowledge, to want to be able to be ahead of my peers in terms of what I knew and how much I knew. And so, well, the journey is still there. I'm still on the journey. The story is still being written. But I'm just telling you that everything that you think could be an adversity to you, there is always an equal amount of advantage somewhere in that adversity. So you need to look into this adversity and find this advantage, right? So now let's talk about faith, which is one of the strongest pillars of the entire work of mine. For a burning desire to happen, you must have faith that it can. Faith is having complete, absolute trust in someone or something. As a Christian, we define faith as the substance of all things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the ability to put your trust fully and wholly in something that you have never seen or experienced before is one of the highest amount or highest levels of faith that you can ever demonstrate as an individual. And as a Christian who believes or who has faith in a God I have never seen, right? This is, I know that I already have the beginning or I, I'm already anchored on a, on a faith-based life. So why did I bring that faith from my religion into my day-to-day applications, right? Even if you are not religious, the faith that you have, because you go to bed every night, what do you think? How, like, when you go to bed every night, you make a plan for the next day. You set an alarm and say, wake me up at 7 a.m. That conviction that makes you feel like you're going to wake up at 7 a.m., that alarm can wake you up. That is a faith. You have faith in that alarm. So if you can't even muster the faith you have in an alarm (laughs) and put that faith into your life, then you can be able to achieve your burning desires, right? Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can absolutely achieve. I'm going to tell you guys another interesting story. And this is about Michael Swab and JP Morgan. If you know JP Morgan, you know, you know, YK, YK. <laughs> okay. Um, Michael Swab was just, I don't know, just another random person. But his burning desire was to work out, rather to consult for JP Morgan. So basically, not to do a menial job, but to be a, you know, when I say someone is your right hand person, someone that you're working directly with as a business partner. Exactly. His desire was to be a business partner to JP Morgan, who was already like a multi-millionaire, I believe, at the point. He was already very wealthy, had a successful business empire. And this is like a swab who nobody even knew, but he was dreaming those lofty dreams. But you know what happened? JP Morgan gets people who come to him every day to say, oh, I have this um, proposal. I want to work with you. Can you do this? Can you do that? And he mostly always turns them down because he is... JP Morgan, the JP Morgan. And then Michael Swab goes in there with nothing else but his burning desire to work for this man and his faith that this man will accept him to become a business partner. And guess what happens? JP Morgan 
not only sees Michael Schwab, he accepts him to become a business partner. And that was a turning point in the career of both JP Morgan and Michael Schwab. And all of that was built on one thing, faith. So he was able to use his faith to transform his burning desire into reality. So this leads me to say this, whatever you believe is true. If you believe that you will succeed, then by all means, you can succeed. And if you believe that you will fail, then by all means, you will fail. Now let's talk about the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, the power of synchronicity and how that can be achieved through auto-suggestion. The subconscious mind is an incredibly fertile soil that will grow any seed you plant on it. If you plant seeds of happiness, it will grow happiness. Plant seeds of sadness, you can already imagine that it will grow sadness. Your subconscious mind affects the quality of life that you live. It is where all your decisions are made. It is where all your choices are determined, how you respond to life, and where all your decisions are made. Strong emotions such as fear, desires, and your urges all stem from the subconscious mind and how you see the world and your place in it is largely affected by your subconscious mind. Now, if you try to compare your subconscious mind to your conscious mind, you can't even compare because your conscious mind is way limited compared to your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is only a tiny fraction of your mental capacity where it governs your awareness through your five senses, your sense of sight, your sense of hearing, sense of taste, sense of smell, and sense of touch. Think about your subconscious mind as the the massive fertile soil and your conscious mind as more like the, should I say like the gardener who is supposed to protect the information that gets into subconscious mind. So basically your, your big emotions or your emotions, everything is in your subconscious mind. But first of all, it passes through your conscious mind. So you have to be very careful about what you allow into your five senses the tastes, the hearing, the smell, the sights, and the feel, that's touch. Because that is the gateway through which you will load your subconscious mind with information. So you can basically learn how to increase your desire by training your subconscious mind through acts of auto-suggestion, right? So since basically your life is experienced through five senses, which is your sense of touch, sense of smell, sense of sight, sense of feel, sense of hearing, these basically act as a filter through which information gets into your subconscious mind. So basically, you can learn how to increase your belief by training your subconscious mind. And since our life is experienced through our five senses, which is the sense of touch, the sense of smell, the sense of sight, the sense of taste and the sense of hearing right these are the way that our thoughts are formed through the senses and you know what we said about 
thoughts being things, right? Now, your thoughts, once they're planted in, sub- in your subconscious mind, they sort of like germinate. You know, that's a fertile land. So it germinates and then that forms your a lot of your behavioral patterns. It forms a lot of your actions. It forms a lot of, you know, of your decisions. But the thoughts don't just enter into subconscious mind just like that, right? Because we have the conscious mind to, first of all, be like a barrier, which is like a gateway. But also, the thoughts that make it to the subconscious mind are the thoughts that are backed up by emotions. If you if you think about like a childhood memory that you still remember to this date, you might not remember maybe people that were involved or the place exactly. You might not remember all those details, but you can remember clearly the emotion that you felt in that moment. That's because that was that that is the way that thoughts are able to be sewn into a subconscious mind. That is why a way that you can be able to get a thought into your subconscious mind is through what we call auto-suggestion. Auto-suggestion is a self-suggestion technique that will take place over time as you continually practice it. Now, another thing you need to do, number one, focus on the ultimate goal by looking at the written statement of desire. Remember we wrote a statement of desire earlier on and I told you to paste it everywhere. So you need to read it out loud and close your eyes, right? And speak it out loud. So you already know what, you've already written it down so you know what it is. So read it or rather speak it out loud with your eyes closed. Number two, as you're speaking it out loud, try to visualize it in your in your head and then try to feel it try to use feelings you know we've already used sight we've cited it we've spoken it now we're trying to you know think about it we're trying to also now feel it so feel as though you are already there so let's say your written statement is that you are going to you're going to be um Niger's president right visualize yourself already on the presidential seat feel how you feel, how you think you will feel as a president of Nigeria, right? And then you need to also try to incorporate some gratitude. Remember, as I said, I am so happy and grateful now that. So you have to also be in that state of gratitude. Now, the third thing is to do this twice daily. Now, this test might look like, oh, it's a bit complicated, but Remember, as we said earlier too, repetition leads to much. When you do something over and over and over, it becomes second nature to you that it doesn't even sound like a chore anymore because you are now, it's now a part of you, right? But this is one strong way to use auto-suggestion to drive certain thoughts into your subconscious, right? And I remember how fertile subconscious mind is. It's not only a fertile land, it's also a zone where it does not discriminate. It does not understand what is good or what's evil, it does not interpret anything. It only takes what you give it and it plants it. So you are able to even trick this part of your mind. It's not like your conscious where it's, where it's trying to decide for you. It does not make it doesn't make any decision for you. It just works with whatever you send to it. So you have to find ways to use emotions to send the thoughts that you want it to hold because that is what it's going to hold because it does not have the ability to do any further thinking. 
it just holds what you give to it. You know, when you focus on something, your mind recognition of that thing becomes so strong. Let me give you an example. Say you have always lived in Lagos, right? And you've always moved on the roads of Lagos. But the moment you buy a Range Rover, let's say you buy a white Range Rover, you drive that car for the first three to four days, you would begin to realize that everything that you see on the roads of Lagos are white Range Rovers. Why? MRS, Mind Recognition System. So your mind has been focused on that Range Rover that you just bought. So the emotions of happiness of buying that Range Rover drives that thought into your subconscious that even when you're not even thinking about car, once you're just driving past any streets, once there's a Range Rover that says white on that street, you pick it up. So are you seeing how powerful your subconscious mind is? It is so powerful. This little system has been proven to be so effective that some of you, you look at, you do this 11-11 thing on your phone where you, when you see 11-11, you take a, you take a um, what's it called, a screenshot of it on your phone and then you do it the first, second. So maybe like the first few days, you have to, you know, look for it consciously to, to, get, to get the screen grab of it. But as time goes on, you just, you just see that you just hold your phone and 11-11 is on your phone. The next time you hold your phone, 11-11 is there. So somehow, because of the emotion that you have used to, 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 to force this thing into your subconscious, without even thinking about it, you are identifying it. So that's basically how... So some people think, oh, it's luck or it's coincidence. It is not luck. It is not coincidence. It is the power of your subconscious mind. So if you can use it to create this little and not not really meaningful, you know, things for yourself, you can also use that same tactic to really craft and design the life that you want for yourself. Now, I know you're probably wondering, okay, yes, everything you said, we've heard you, but sometimes it's hard to control certain thoughts that come into our minds. What if we get a negative thought at, you know, just like an inkling of negative thoughts? How do we control that? Remember what I said, thoughts don't enter into your subconscious just like that. They pass through your conscious mind. So because you have power over your conscious mind, you can control how much a thought dwells on your conscious mind. So what you can do is that when you feel or when you get a negative thought or negative feeling, immediately think up a positive feeling. You can only think one thought at a time. So once you think up a positive thought and you dwell on it, it automatically negates the negative thoughts. So then you have been able to remove that negative thought, right, by conjuring up a positive thought. And if it's like a, maybe you're thinking of a negative outcome, you're trying to do something, I think of a negative outcome, you can instead try to conjure up a positive outcome. What if it turns out, you know, that you have an exam to write? And then you go in there and you're like, what if I fail this exam? That's, that thought comes to your head. Immediately, imagine yourself with an A on your scripts already marked. Create an image of yourself having already passed that exam so that the feeling of having passed the exam will then conjure up a positive thought for you. And then dwell on that feeling. Hold on to See, it's, these things are like, they're like a muscle, right? You have to exercise them. The more you do them, 
the more they would become a part of you. So hold on to that positive thought for as long as you need to focus on it, but try to create the emotion as if it's already happened so that you can be able to register right in your subconscious. All right. And now lastly, one way that you can really power the mind to create the life that you want is through repetition and regularity. It is much more beneficial to you to do five minutes of affirmations and practicing auto-suggestions daily than to do two hours in one day every two weeks. Because it's like a muscle, you need to exercise that muscle so that it can, you know, be strong and it can be able to really create the results that you want. Because short, regular intervals of practice imprint quicker and have a longer lasting effect than irregular but long intervals of practice so you need to focus on you know creating this habit by five minutes every day is much more beneficial to you basically than two hours every other week so now that you have learned the power of your mind i hope that you can use this new this new found power of yours to turn your dreams into reality to become the ideal self that you have pictured for yourself from episode one now if you're listening to this particular episode and you did not listen to episode one or episode two i would advise you to go back to those episodes and listen to them because you are going to learn so much more that would help you to really understand on what premise episode three was birthed So that brings us to the end of episode three. And I'm so excited for you that you have just learned one of the greatest secrets in the world. And now I want to recommend some books to you. I haven't recommended any books so far, but I want to recommend some books to you. I have a lot of books to recommend, but I want to start you small. So I'm going to recommend just two books first. I'm going to recommend Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I'm going to recommend The Secret by Rhonda Bryan. I think you need to read these two books and they would really help you understand and learn more about the power of the mind, which is, which is basically the greatest secret in the world, the power of manifestation. And I really hope that this, with this newfound knowledge, you would be able to change your life. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time on the Beauty Brains and the Bag podcast with Powerful Princess. Don't forget to stay pretty and pretty powerful. Bye! Stay pretty and pretty powerful. 